the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Thank you for joining us today. The Word of God provides everything we need throughout our earthly existence. There is absolutely nothing that has, is, or will occur in our lives that is not covered by the blood of Jesus. Our sovereign God loves us so much that he created us in his own image and sacrificed his only begotten sinless son to cover all of our sins. When we surrender our all to him, we begin to experience the greatest love of all and become recipients of eternal life. Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today. Well, my children came all right. I'm proud of all of them. They ain't never been to jail. They ain't been on drugs. They ain't been on that. But let me tell you something. Your child, your child's been a sinner. They born in sin just like mine. Won't say amen. And you can't say what your child won't do. You nor do you know what they've done. Or do you shadow them 24 hours a day, every day? You don't know what they're doing. Matter of fact, you ain't been living so long that you can't remember what you did that your mama don't know right now. And dad either. Why don't y'all say amen? You sit here like an angel all you want, but it's still some things you know you did that your mom and daddy, you still ain't told him and ain't gonna tell him. Sometimes what my child won't do, you don't know what they won't do. Just say they haven't done that yet. So don't, don't get cocky and prideful. And just because your child is doing well today does not necessarily mean they're gonna be doing well tomorrow. That's why you gotta keep praying. Well, not only when they're on your lap, but when they're too big, they're on your lap, they're on your heart. And listen, that's when you, you got to pray for them. And listen, you got children, they won't obey you, and they, they, they just rebellious. You know what? Girl, boy, I'm tired of, t- I done whipped you. I done gave you every punishment. I don't, have, I don't know what else to do with you. I'm going to turn you over to the Lord. God! And they call their name. I need you to deal with whatever that child's name is. Because I can't deal with it. You made them, you gave them to me, and you know I love them, but I need you to get them now. Woo-wee. My children don't like me to say that. I'm going to tell God on you. They don't like that. Because they know, I, they know I'm a man of God. They don't, I say, I'm going to pray on that. Say, well, please, Daddy, don't pray on that. <laughs> please, Daddy, don't pray. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Turn them over to God. Say, you know what? I'm, I'm tired of talking. I'm giving you my last dime. I've sacrificed for you. I exposed you. I gave you the best of what I have, and I didn't teach you to live that way. I'm going to turn you over to the Lord because I can't do nothing else. I don't even know what else to do with you. I, I, I'm going to love you. You're going to always be my child, but God got to get you right now because you have gone beyond what I can do. So I'm talking to somebody in here by radio, television, and in this congregation right now. And let me tell you something. When you pray that kind of prayer, and when God begin to move on your child, your grandchild, and then get out. Don't be a lick blocker. He said, what you talking about? You're going to block their lick. 
I mean, to end up in jail and you go run down there, get your pities and bail them out. Leave them in there a while. Trying to rescue. What? Rescue for what? Mess up their finances, bottom out. Listen, they broke themselves. They'll break you too. You can't let them shipwreck your, your finances out of their rebellion. Let them experience the consequences of their actions, whatever that is. And sometimes they're quite hard. And you don't want to see them get to that point because you love them, but you can get in God's way and shortcut the consequences to the point that they don't feel the fullness of that impact and you haven't done any good and your child's behavior does not change. Are y'all listening to me? God help me today. And, And listen, God will reveal himself to those who are faithful in the word of God. Hang around the house of God and those who fellowship with the people of God. In other words, verse 7, look at verse 7. It says, now Samuel did not yet what? Know the Lord, nor was the word of the Lord yet revealed to him. Okay? God revealed himself to those who are faithful, hanging around the word of God. They may not know the word of God, but they're hanging around it. Uh, They're hanging around the house of God. Samuel was hanging around the temple of God, and he was fellowshipping with the people of God. He was fellowshipping with Eli, the judge who had the oversight of that boy, of that boy. And so if you want something to happen, put yourself in a position where it can happen. Samuel had a responsive heart, even though he did not know the Lord. How many times did God call Samuel? Three times. And did Samuel respond? He respond. He may have gone to the wrong person. He went to Eli instead of God, but give him some credit. At least he was getting up and responding. Amen. And besides, going to Eli was not a bad thing because he was a judge of, of Israel who was God's representative. So that was a pretty good person to go to, even though he wasn't God. The man, the boy did get up and respond. And God's been calling y'all day after day, week after week, trying to get your attention, and y'all not even responding. You're not even responding. The boy did respond. Some saints will respond to the voice of of people before they will respond to the voice of God. Somebody can call you on your cell phone. Oh, meet me there. I'm going. Oh, yeah, I can go. Yeah, the party's on. Yeah, go, go. Oh, thank you for going. People just direct you all over the place. But God said, listen to me. Who are you? It's a sad day when people have more authority over your life than the voice of God. And people get in your life and mess it up real good and then shipwreck you. Amen? Acts 5.29 says, But Peter and the other apostles answered and said, We ought to obey God rather than man. Now, something else about Samuel too. Samuel was in the temple, but he didn't know God's voice. He was in the temple, but he did not know God's voice. Samuel was where? In the temple, but he did not know God's voice. Let me tell you something. It is a dangerous, it is dangerous not being able to identify the voice of God. Satan is waiting to exploit the people of God in this area. Now, how many of you want to know when God is speaking? Let me see your hands if you really want to know when God is speaking. You want to miss God. Well, let me tell you how God speaks so you won't be confused about this. God speaks through the Bible. This book is the word of God, and this book is the only book that God ever wrote. It is a a divine revelation from himself to us. It is his life book, 
And when you read this Bible, God is speaking to you. When you pray, you are talking to God. Prayer is talking to God, and God wants us to have a two-way conversation. Amen? So God speaks through the Bible. Then God speaks through the Holy Spirit, the third person uh, of the Trinity. We are saved by the Spirit of God in doing the work of regeneration. He speaks through the Holy Spirit. You know how else God speaks? He speaks through thoughts. He put impressions and thoughts upon your heart from himself, from God, to direct your life. He can speak into your thought life. How else does he speak? He also speaks through spiritually mature people, people who know the Lord, people who've been praying, people who, who know how to get a prayer through. He speaks through Sunday school teachers, through pastors, through missionaries, uh, through vacation Bible school teachers. He speaks through spiritual mature people. How else does he speak? He speaks through circumstances. That's when folk came to God. Folk got, that folk cried out to God that never cried out to God before. God speaks through circumstances. Uh, he speaks through sickness and accidents and illnesses and calamities of life. He speaks through those things in order to give us a heightened sense of awareness as to who he is. And then on a rare occasion, God even speaks with an audible voice. You can hear the voice of God. Now, everybody does not, does not hear the voice of God. It doesn't mean you any less spiritual, but from time to time, for certain unique people, God will speak audibly. You actually hear the actual voice of God. And don't look at me. God can do whatever he wants to when he gets ready. Now, you don't seek that. Usually, when, if that was to happen, you, you won't know what had happened. He'll just surprise you. You know, he don't announce, you know, get ready. I'm going to talk to you today. It's not that kind of a thing, Okay. Okay, it was he ambushed. That happened to me when I was 18 years old. But you say every time, every Sunday morning or Friday, does God speak audibly, audibly to me? No, I never know when that's going to happen. But on rare, unique occasions, that may happen, and it does. As it has, it has happened. He got me into the gospel ministry through hearing his audible voice. That's a whole other story that I can talk about that time won't permit at this time. But sometimes, but it doesn't make me any more spiritual than you because God may speak through people. Whether you speak through circumstances, through the Spirit, or through the Word of God, you just make sure that you hear the voice of God. I'm so tired of folks saying, God can't do this and God can't do that. God can do whatever he wants to do because he's God all by himself. Now listen, when God calls us, we must answer without delay. When God calls us, we must what? Answer without delay. Look at verse 10. Verse 10. Now the Lord came and stood and called as at other times, Samuel, Samuel, and Samuel kept responding. May have been going to the wrong person, but he was what? Responding. We must listen submissively as Samuel was. We must not shun or suppress or ignore the voice of God. We must listen to God submissively. We must not shun, suppress or ignore the voice of God. To do so will desensitize us and our hearts will become hardened. When God speaks to you and, and tell you, you know what, get up and respond to the message today. And you say, no, I think I sit here. Oh, my mama, I got to wait for her. Oh, my husband, I'm waiting on him to show up. Oh, this is my first time in this. God surely don't mean me to get up the first time and come. And you begin to talk yourself out of what God is telling you to do. And you can get on 1604 and have a head-on collision. There was one of the evacuees from New Orleans, uh, just heard this yesterday, who was on Eyewitness News, KSAC 12, 
Uh, she had been frequenting our church. She was just here last Sunday, and she was in an automobile accident with her family. She died, and everybody else in the family lived, and she had planned to join church today. She was just here last Sunday. Now, she, she knew the Lord, a devout Christian, uh, and, and here by way could try to get her life together and all these things. But what I'm saying is that you never know where death is. And what happened to her could happen to you and me even now. You don't know where death is and to procrastinate on God. That's what Satan wants to do, to cloud the voice of God so that you won't hear him to make a decision and you end up, it said, too late. Too late. I'll tell you something else about the voice of God. God is not going to force you, neither will he plead with you to answer the call. God is not going to force you, neither will he plead with you to answer the call. God is not going to force you. You know, God doesn't say, God's not going to shout, hey, 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 I'm tired. Look, look, hey, hey, you don't know. God, God, God doesn't do all that. Uh-uh. You know what? God speaks quietly because he wants you to slow down and be quiet so you can listen. Right? And he, he's not going to force himself. He made us free, volitional creatures. We are creatures of choice. God did not make us like robots. Now, from time to time, he will slam the door on some of our lives and bust it down in order to get us to do a certain thing in a unique occasion, like Saul. You know, he knocked him off that beast and blinded him because he had a work for him to do. Sometimes he gives you a, a Pauline conversion. But normally speaking, God stands at the door and he knocks and he calls your name and he waits like a gentleman for you to open the door of your heart so that he can come in. Matthew 4, 19 says, then he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men to procrastinate or rebel on the voice of God will harden your heart. The next thing I like to say about hearing the voice of God in order to hear God, I must put myself in position to hear the voice of God. You know why some folk don't hear God? They're not in position to hear God. Look at verses 3 and 4, 1 Samuel 3, chapter 3. Look at verses 3 and 4. And before the lamp of God went out in the temple of the Lord, where the ark of God was, while Samuel was lying down, what happened? Verse 4, that the Lord called Samuel. That's something real critical there. In order to hear God, I must what? Put myself in position to hear God. You know, Satan is a specialist of moving you out of position to hear God. In other words, you can come to the Lord's house and just walk so much until you walk out of your blessing. You know what? Satan doesn't mind you coming to the Lord's house as long as he can put you to sleep in it. You understand what I'm saying? Or play with the baby. To the point that you, all you did, you had an in-house nursery in worship. Huh? Say no, man. Come on to church. Just don't listen. Come on to the Lord's house. Just keep walking. Play with your nails. Manicure yourself. Have a whispering session. Write little forget notes on what you got to do tomorrow. Think about your pot roast. Just come on to church, but just don't listen. Has he worked on any of us like that? Yeah. Yeah. Move you out of position. I mean, you, you're here, but you're not here. And you can't stay in service the whole service because Satan gets your mind all, all bent out of shape 
all entangled until you can't hear God. But there's a prerequisite for hearing God. It says he, Samuel was what? In verse 3, he was before the lamp of God. He, he was in the temple near the ark. And what was he doing? Lying down, right? In other words, in order to hear God, A, Samuel was quiet and lying down. Samuel was not distracted. You know why some of y'all don't hear God? You are too loud and too rambunctious. You talk too much. You need to learn how to be quiet and shut up. You talk so much until God can't talk to you. You talk to too many people. And the internet talks to you. The email talks to you. The cell phone talks to you. The television talks to you. The radio talks to you. The express news talks to you. God is saying, when are you going to listen to me? Once you tie, that stuff will drain you and wear you down. He was lying down and he was still. You got the, the, the scripture says in Psalms 46.10, be still and know that I am God. You got to steal yourself in order to hear the voice of God. The second thing, B, about moving yourself out of position to hear the voice of God. Samuel was in the right place. He was in the tabernacle of the Lord. Now, he may, he may not have identified the voice of God right away, but give him some credit, he was in the right place. And there are some of you here today, you may not know the Lord, and you, you, you may be seeking but thank God today you're in the right place. It starts with getting in the right place. I mean, the, the boy couldn't identify the voice of God, but he, give him some credit. At least he was in the right place. Wasn't in a club. He wasn't on a couch wearing out the seat trying to see the cowboys on Sunday. I mean, uh, uh, on the golf course pushing some ball all day on Sunday. Not, nothing wrong with playing golf, but when you put it before God, then it becomes your God. And on and on it goes. Who's in the right place? Folk get picked up by the law, being in the wrong place, the wrong time. Because you got to go to that spot. Got to go to that house. Got to go here and there. And then he could hear God because he was near the right person. He was near Eli, a judge. And he was near the ark of God. There's, there's a passage. He was in the ark of God, near the ark of God. You know, the ark of God, it symbolizes the presence of God. The ark of God symbolizes the what? Presence of God. The closer you get to God, the better you can hear. Many fail to hear God because they move themselves out of position. You know what grieve my heart as a pastor is when we can have retreats and conferences and when we can have special speakers to come in or if I'm, on something, if I'm doing something I really need you here for, and then people could care less whether they're there or not. And they move themselves out of position. They let their jobs get in the way. People get in the way. Things get in the way. Themselves get in the way. And they miss what God has. And everybody tell you how good it was. But it's nothing like being there for yourself. Nothing like being there for yourself. He was, he was near the right person. He was near the right person. Some of you all can't hear God because you're too close to the wrong person. That's big. He was near the right person, Eli, and most of all, God. Who are you close to that's messing your life up? Speak it into your life. Who you been listening to and you know better off now? 
There are some folk you need to dismiss out of your life so that you can hear God. So that you can hear God. You got to hear God. Some of y'all marriage is bad and now you want out, but you, but you did it. You didn't hear God. God tried to tell you when you were dating. No, they were too cute. Too handsome. Money, car, whatever. I don't care what they got. If they ain't saved, if they ain't spiritual, what you marrying for? Yeah, I'm going to change them. Who, you ain't God. You can't change anybody. I thought I could. Then you want a divorce. That'll be the last option. Talk about divorce for incompatible differences and all that stuff. Where is that in the Bible? I think it's a hundred grounds for divorce. Even on the biblical grounds, grace says that that ought to be the last resort and seek reconciliation. Because if you can divorce and marry another person, who's to say that that's going to work out? You know what you got, but you don't know what you're getting. Won't y'all say amen? Don't look at me. Y'all know I'm preaching today. I'm preaching in the spirit of God. You know, man, let me tell you, I don't care how pretty that girl is. And you all, you might be your right shade of color, her hair right, her figure right, got a decent job, all that. But if God says no, don't you be carried away by your eyes that you're going to just go and mess with that girl. You be tapping into something dangerous that's going to wipe you out, man. Sometimes it may be the one that nobody want to marry. Maybe physically not as attractive as that other one, but she hears God, knows God got your back, and she knows how to stay home and treat you like a man. Amen. Man, y'all, y'all say amen. amen. Everything that glitters is not gold. Y'all better watch it. These folks come in. You're near the right person. Some of y'all can't hear God. You're near the wrong person. They're all in your life. Your old homeboy. Your schoolgirl, your third, fifth, tenth cousin. Sometimes your relatives can mess you up. You need to dismiss some relatives out of your life. Amen. And so what I'm saying is that being near the wrong person can keep you from hearing almighty God. As I conclude... When are you going to start listening to God? Haven't you made enough mess with your life? Some of y'all, look at your finances. Been working all your life and still paycheck to paycheck, your accounts at the bottom. I mean, you got a good education, make good money, but nothing to show for it. You don't even treat God right. Start with tithing. Won't y'all say Amen. How you going to want God to bless you and you rob him at the same time and just all bless me anyhow? God don't work like that. You know, you know, look at your marriage. Look, look, look at your life. Look how old you are now and you ought to be far more alone than you are where you are now. And then you get mad at other folk who zoom on past you. Maybe they heard God and you didn't. And you jealous of them. And God is saying, well, if you start listening to me, I'll bless you too. You just hard-headed. Are y'all listening to me? When are you going to get tired of yourself? To the point you say, God, enough is enough. 
I'm going to start hearing God, and I'm going to wait on it. I'm tired of the news and the media and, the, and Hollywood and politics and these talk shows and these Judge Judy's directing my life and all this other stuff I can't call. I'm going to cut that stuff off, and I'm going to come in to his presence, and I'm going to start disciplining myself to hear God for me, for me, for me. And let me tell you something, it's never too late to do what's right. God will revive your marriage, revive your finances, give you a new purpose. God will wake you up and give you new visions and new dreams. I tell you something else too. Thank you, Holy Spirit. How else God speak? God also speak through visions and dreams. Did you not know that? Also, by the way, Satan does too. Satan put some dreams on me. I knew it was of the devil. I got up praying. That was demonic as I can know. Man, some nasty filthy dreams. All kinds of stuff come because he wants to defy me before I get up here. He'll come at you with all kinds of stuff. And, and then you say, well, well, Pastor Draper. I say, huh? How do you know when a dream or vision is of God? And how do you know when it's of the devil? How many of y'all want to know that? Well, now, a vision that tells you to go kill, cheat, hate, get back, that ain't of God. God when the word of God says, love your enemies. Amen? Vengeance is mine. I will repay. So if you got a vision or a dream that's diametrically opposed to what the word is saying, then is that of God? No. It is of whom? Satan. This book is a litmus test as to whether that vision or dream is of God or of the devil. The origin of it. Just check it out in light of what the word of God says. He said, well, I had a dream from God, like I said the first sermon. It might have been that you had too many pork chops. You had too many pork chops. You got all full and you burping all in at night, can't draw your stomach in, and you're having all these vision signs and wonder. That's just food dreams. You just ate too much. Come on, God speaking to me. No, that's that pork chop talking. Y'all, if you ever wanted to hear God, needed to hear God, it is right now. It is, it is dangerous to live in this kind of a world and be out there on your own. And all God's children said. As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope, peace, strength, and God's blessed assurance as we face trials. Best yet, we look forward to hearing our Savior say, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. And eternal life with our Lord and Savior. If you enjoy this kind of biblical teaching or would like to hear this message in its entirety, please visit us at Maranatha Bible Church, located at 7855 East Loop 1604 North in Converse, Texas, or call us at 210-821-5683. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. 
The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.